and welcome to Kingdom 101 Relationships, which is the Wednesday night Bible study for Astounding Love, a global church fellowship. Um, that's what we're calling it. That's what it is. I am Pastor Lindsay Lee, and I am here with um, two of my favorite Bible study friends um, with Crystal Kemp and Geneva Hollis. So welcome, ladies. Uh, we'll flash our names from time to time. But for those of you that are familiar with us, you'll you'll see us as we are. And anybody else, um, we'll, we'll, we'll answer the questions for you. So we're going to open in prayer. What we're going to do tonight, I'll, I'll give the instructions, I think, after we pray. And we'll just kind of carry on with the conversation and with the, the study that we've been doing that is based on some notes that we have made available for those that have asked for them. Uh, and so that's how we will uh, structure ourselves and take it away. So, Crystal, would you please open us in prayer? Absolutely. Father, thank you. <laughs> thank you for this day. It is here. <laughs> And I just thank you for your influence and your direction. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for us being on one accord with you. Um, you speaking through each one of us and displaying your goodness. That people, the hearer, will receive something great. And we also, in turn, will receive from you. Lord, we thank you so much for this evening. And just we're just excited of what you're going to manifest. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. So what we're going to do, I'm also sharing this. So if you see my head down, it's because sharing is caring. And I want to make sure that I go ahead and, and post this thing. So um, let me see. What we're going to do is we're going to pick up on the notes. Last week, we talked about, um, talked about, oh, pulled from the notes on kingdom life. And this is a topic that I'm going to be talking about quite a bit for a little while. And we're talking about a conversation, basically a dialogue, a training that we encounter with the spirit of God that takes us on this journey with him to discover what it is that we need to do to break through, what it is that we need to do to move into the different directions. And we our, our basics were out of Luke chapter four. And I'll give you a heads up right now. Next week, what's going to be transpiring? is that the ministers of um, Astounding Love, Jenny also, and uh, Crystal, who will be moderating, they're going to continue with this discussion and do maybe even more um, extracting, if you would, of, of the things that, uh, that we're looking at right now. I seem to put my notes someplace else, so y'all bear with me for just a second here as I pull those out. Uh, because I do want to reference them. And I, again, what we had said before is that if you would like the notes, then just go ahead and message us or just uh, at, uh, make a request for it. You don't have to put your information out on blast. Just ask for them and we will do uh, the messenger and we will send them to you. They are not yet up on the website. Our website is getting ready to undergo um, a change. And so we have not really posted too many different things on there. So what I want to do, first of all, is let you two, uh, Jenny and Chris, um, why don't y'all raise whatever questions or comments. If you did watch or were with us last week, anything that you might have picked up from there that you would like to talk about? Because what we want to do is see how, how does it work with life application? That's the basics of what we're talking about here is how do we apply 
this message to our lives, you know, and where, where do we go? Where do we go and what do we do with it? So uh, whichever one of you wants to lead off, let's do it. I'll start off. Well, this is what I found by, um, because this really is, I believe you said it already, a lifestyle. This is an everyday application of learning how to walk in the kingdom. Um, and the, some of the things that I've um, encountered, <laughs> I found that consistency is key. So, and I know, <clears throat> I don't know if you, you, I think you put it as focus. You were saying focus. <clears throat> and maybe that, that was part of um, the problem I was having, but because it's, Making my, I mean, I have to continually make myself go and look at this and go through it to help me throughout the day, especially when um, I haven't been used to walking this way. Okay. So um, I don't know if that's a question, but that's actually, I'm just putting it out there because maybe there are some listeners that actually have encountered this also. Um, this is a true thing that you actually have to apply this on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I'm finding. And in some ways I, I see my flesh is fighting me. And we talked about this earlier <laughs> and boy, you, you just have to, I, I have already spoken. I am not going to um, give up. I'm going to continue to push. Um, and, and, and to me, thankfully that you have supportive people around you that are, are walking or at least have the same goal in mind because that helps. So that, I just wanted to say that. I don't know if that was a question, more of a statement probably, but I think it's a great opening mm -hmm. because what you're talking about is the fact that we're not teaching the study just for the sake of study. I saw a name flash up. And so I want to speak to my beautiful friend in Australia, Carrie Love, if, if I actually saw your name, then I just want to say greetings to you. It's lovely to see your name and I miss you. She's a beautiful songbird that I got the opportunity to meet a few years ago. Her name is Carrie. This woman can sing and what's more, she's just a joy to know. So uh, welcome in your comments would also be lovely. And I want to say that again to anybody, yep, she said hello, and to anybody else that uh, wants the copy of the notes, which look like, well, they don't look like this anymore because mine are all handwritten, then just simply message us um, through Facebook, Messenger us, and um, we will be happy to send you a copy of that. They're really just some notes that I'm using as I'm writing my second, um, the second part of the Kingdom series, Kingdom 202. So these are our notes. I can't write these books. I can't write this particular book if I'm not also living it and having the testimony of it. And that is the same way that we witness, you know, that we witness what we've seen. Um, we talk about what we have uh, eyewitness report, experienced ourselves or you know, the things that we have started to allow to be applied to our life that have made a change. So take it, Jenny, if you, um, I see your head tilted, so that's a good sign. <laughs> that's usually an indication, isn't it? <clears throat> um, I guess this would be a question. Um, because you think about um, in your early days when you're still in the church mindset, not a kingdom mindset and you know it's um 
it's a choice you have to make. Um, you know, it's it's decisions that you make regularly, and then you you move into the kingdom understanding, and it's it's not just a mindset. It is, but it's a lifestyle, and it's a daily choice. But then the deeper that you go into understanding of kingdom and dominion and authority and responsibility um, and purpose and function, um, day by day is not enough. It's moment by moment. And and if you're not doing that, it's so easy to um, miss a step. Mm-hmm lose a beat um and even when you are it's it's if you're not cautious it's easy to become overwhelmed by the the thought of those responsibilities those um um uh, purposes that affect not just you but everyone else around you because if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, then how can this one accomplish what they're, you know, I mean, that non-ending um, kind of cycle. So it, it um, what is the, the saying from Spider-Man with, um, with great strength comes great responsibility oh, yeah. or something like, something that. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, um those are my primary thoughts right this moment. That's a it's, good one. It's, it's such a, a overwhelming at times, but also um, humbling responsibility. Okay. Crystal talked about that a little bit too. Um, you were talking about how you also, you found again, that it has to be every day. And, and as Jenny said, moment by moment, and it's really a decision and it's a decision that's made over and over again until it's a decision that is solidified. Mm-hmm. You know, the consistency leads to the point that it becomes lifestyle and it becomes reality. We talked about this in a Bible study earlier today. And one of the things uh, that we were really saying was, it was like, well, how do you change? And on in the notes, I think um, our friend Carlita, had talked about the commandments because we were talking out of Luke chapter four. I'll give a very quick overview. Luke chapter four, verses one through 24 and verses 28 and 30 through 30 is giving us the idea of how the launch of the kingdom ministry, not that Jesus, uh, you know, the, the things that he had done growing up were one thing, but this was about the focus at the age of 30, we believe, and, and that he was stepping in to the fulfilling of his call. And so this was a time when he was moving gradually, graduating in power from one level to another. I had the opportunity to uh, host Apostle AJ Nunez on um, Kingdom Conversations program yesterday. And he took, he, he was talking about going from um, ba- baptism to transfiguration, which I'm like, well, how did you get that? And so we had this conversation, but really what he was talking about is the place from, from going from, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased to this is my beloved son, hear him. 
And so what you're seeing that that's in a nutshell, and maybe I'm giving you a, a preview of next week's broadcast, but it's amazing. And what he was saying, though, and, and we actually touched on that in these notes. But I told him, I said, you know, you gave me the fulfilling of it because I, I, I got to see it from from the father's point of view. Because remember that in order before he, he was showing how Jesus is both the son and then how he fathered his disciples to grow them up. But he had to be an obedient son in order to be able to to ever manifest the heart of the father. When you see me, you see the father. So therefore, there's the release of that. But you're also in that moment that he says that he's also saying and you see an obedient son a submitted son. But um, so we see that this is the launch of his ministry. And from this point on, as we read about him, as they interact with him, he never made a mistake. He never failed is what I'm trying to say. There is not a moment in his ministry, those, those years that we see through the gospels, but there's not a moment that he, there's not a day that went by that he went to bed or laid himself down without having the testimony that he pleased the father. And he did this on a consistent basis. And I honestly believe it was a 40 day period of 40 day. Uh, you could say a series of encounters. He was being prepared for the temptations of life. He was being prepared on a different level um, to move, to, to expand kingdom and to go from the law and the prophets to speaking how to live, how to walk out the kingdom as, as opposed to anything else that had ever been taught. So what I'm saying is that we, when we say this is, it, this is entitled Kingdom Life Lessons Commissioned to Fulfill Our Assignment. And so he was being fully filled with everything that he had need of. He already had it. The spirit of the Lord was, was abiding within him, but it had to come to the, to, it had to come from a, an unconscious or a subconscious level to a conscious, conscious awareness. This is how I intentionally live my life. And that is the crossroads that every single one of us must take in order to fulfill purpose you can teach about purpose people can flock to purpose conferences and all that but that is not uh that is not how we actually fulfill anything it is the decision that we make to walk in this relationship with him and do it according to the way the father wants it done and in order to do that he spent 40 days in a wilderness season being uh, being truly not just instructed in, in, in identity. It, it, it's, it's not identity for the sake of identity. It's because this is who you are. This is how you express. And you don't do it any other way. You don't live any other way, but according to the pattern uh, that the father has laid out for you. And that from people who are thinking from an earth level seems like an impossibility. You're requiring something more of me than, than just living a regular life. Well, it's not a regular life. It's, an, it's a supernatural life. It's the extra to the ordinary type of life. It's kingdom life. And, and that, that word life 
It's the dominion of the king in the in the Zoe. It's the vibrancy of life in him. It's the expression of God's life force on the inside of us flowing out of us. So what he's saying is you're going to walk in the reality of being transitioned from the kingdom of darkness or the realm of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And when you get transferred over, this is how life is lived. You don't get to bring the remnants of the life of, of the low life that you knew you're going because you've been raised to something higher. Am I making sense so far? Okay. So having said that, we looked at the, he understood implications and instructions, but I'm going to go to the second page, uh, the end of it, uh, the end of the second page where he says the commandments, this is how you will conduct yourself. These were not suggestions. These were not, this is option one, option two. He said, because of your identity, because you are a son, because you, in this case, you, because you are the son, because your mission is, is resurrection. It's not to die. Your mission is to raise up the sons to, to be the way, the gateway through which God gets his family back. Sonship is what this is about. What he was really be, if I can encapsulate it, this is about walking as a son. That is the identity. The identity that we have is that we are sons, the son of God. We are the manifest sons of God. That's how we walk. We don't walk as servants, though we are servants. We don't walk as orphans because we are not orphans. We are sons and that's our identity. And that's what grant, that's what is the aspect of the citizens of the kingdom. Every citizen, kingdom citizen is also a son. Okay. I'm hearing that there's a crackling noise and I don't know what's up. I have all of my um, connections, right? So I don't know what to do other than maybe disappear and come back. But um, let's see if this is okay. All right. So go ahead and respond to that. And then we'll go into what this is like with the commandments or what even you understand. about. I, the do, I do have a question <clears throat> because it said um, there were some questions before he got to that. What happened in the 40 day wilderness season? Um, what did he hear? What did Holy Spirit say to you? What did you experience? What did he show you? So um, I don't know if we actually see those things as when um, when we read that. Um, but if we all have to do what Jesus did, this, doesn't that also apply? I can't hear you. I think you're on mute. Sorry about that. Um, I think it does. I think that we all have these, it, this, it's more than an encounter. It is a reality. We walk this life in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we can't break through and overcome uh, on a consistent basis without that intimacy with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that as Jesus is, as he is, so are we in this world. So as he is in this world, so are we. 
meaning you cannot do this without the constant checkup and instruction and leading and guidance of Holy, the Holy Spirit. It's that simple. Jesus did not go a day not talking to him. He did not go a single time of, of well, all the things he experienced throughout the day. He spent time, they said, in prayer. Well, what was he doing? He had gone away to listen from heaven in order to reinforce his understanding of sonship and to stay on track. It was more than a discipline, though it is a discipline. It is lifestyle. It is it more than existence. It is life. This is how I live. This is how I do this. There is no other way to do it. There is no hokey pokey, step in, step out. There is no, you know, he did not uh, keep his mind on himself. He kept his mind. He kept the mind of Christ, not of Jesus of Nazareth, but the mind of Christ, the heavenly mind, the kingdom mind is what he operated from. So he was able to see impossible situations and see the way to do something about it, not to look at it and get into the whole drama thing of, oh, I just don't know how this is going to happen. That never came out of his mouth. What never came out of his mouth is, oh, dear God, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to do it because I'm not going to be able to. There was no thought that he would be able to. There was only the thought of whatever the father is showing me in that moment. You know, let's look at this for a minute. I only do what I hear my father say. I only say what I hear. I only do what I see. Correct? That meant he was constantly looking and listening. We turn it off. Make sense? We turn it off. Yes, it does make sense. And another thing that really stands out to me that he was led to um, fast. And I, I, you know, I don't know this for sure, but I sense that it was because sometimes when your flesh is stronger than because you're not used to walking this way. I know for me, it's been, you know, like my boxing gloves are on at times right um so um i think there is a place where you need to make your flesh obey like i mean always obey but uh, the fast i believe helped to bring the the flesh under so he could um so the obedience came I flow better, if that makes sense. If I'm trying to express it, but because I, I tell you that in those moments, it's like, well, Lord, um, I'm feeling like, you know, maybe I just, I do need to fast because some things that I, some things that seem to be a hindrance to me, um, I keep going over the same thing and I'm coming back. I know you have to go. I mean, well, I don't know if you have to go over the same thing, but you do when you're learning but is the fasting going to help me push through quicker or help anyone push, push through quicker? I'm sure it does. But I would say it's a question that you ask the spirit of the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's another thing, too, is one of the things, yeah, you will keep going through it in the training if you're not deciding. Every lesson is to, is to bring us to a place of decision. I'm finished with this. You know, when you see the ugliness of, of your attitude towards someone or, or something of that, you, you've come to a decision point. I'm going to stop. This, this ends now. I don't want any part. It's like breaking up with, with death. I don't want any part of this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. In fact, not do it. I'm not. It's not. It has to go past what you don't want to do. Mm. So what have you decided to do? What are you keeping? What are you throwing away? Go ahead, Janine. Yeah, that's really good. And I guess we all have those... um, moments we come to those places in our lives where it's it's beyond with um <clears throat> i don't want this anymore it's it's i want this will not be anymore i like that that's good um sorry i got <laughs> i got a little distracted by that and forgot what my question was um it's and and i've said it several times over the past couple of weeks um, and and more than anything, it's because it's something that I'm pondering deeply. Um, I do because I am. It's not, you know, not the other way around. It's not that what I do makes me what I am. It's what I am is the essence of everything about me, everything or, or that's the goal <clears throat> for everything that I do to be about who I am and who I am is the purest reflection of him that I am able to be. And, and that's, it's another one of those moments where it, it's, uh, almost been trying a little bit over the past week um, because you can overthink it. You can, you can feel the, the, the feelings, the shortcomings, the, um, and it's because you're starting to look at me, me, me again. And, and how can I do this and what can I accomplish? And, and, you know, that focus moving, where it does not need to be, which is on me. So, um, but at the same time, it's it's so fulfilling. You know, there's that sense of reward that's going to come from that place because you are functioning, you're operating at 100%, so to say. You know, I like that. The I am is his name. And when he, remember some of the disciplines that he had, um, some of the disciplines that he had were that every day, you know, this is a common expression. People say, Lord, I just asked the Lord to take this from me. Hmm. But that's not how it works. Why ask him to take something from you that you can simply give him? 
what do I have to give? I, I, I'm, 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 I've made a decision not to walk as the Gentiles walk. I've made a decision not to walk. Uh, according to the flesh, being led by my flesh and my emotions. So yes, Crystal, to go back to the fasting, in that moment, I've told my flesh, you bow to the will of the Father. But to starve, to, for you know, just to do it is is kind of a, a bad diet, you know, because that's what a lot of, it's like, for what purpose are you fasting? Fast to put my body under? Well, that's not actually why you fasted. His body was put under, but his fast, this 40-day fast, was not about putting his body under. It was getting his instructions. And from the time that he entered into that place with the Spirit of God, food was, was very low on the agenda because you have spent time with Holy Spirit. You don't think about food. You think about him. You think about the sustaining power of him. You think about the the words and the and the the moments and, and I believe he he keeps us. Jesus came to the awareness that he was hungry after the scripture said afterwards he was hungry. When he came Moses was 40 days there getting the the commandments and what and what was happening there. He it wasn't food was not food was not the the thing because I'll put it this way Jesus said I have food to eat that you don't know about. I have a sustaining power that you don't even know about. I don't live by bread alone. I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. How did he go 40 days without eating? Because he was being sustained by every word that came forth out of the mouth of God. He's fulfilling that which Moses had released. And he's sitting there saying, no, uh, during this season, this awareness, this come away with me time. Food is not a priority. My body is completely subjected. Now, when it awakens, when I came, when he comes out of that, I'm hungry. But I've just had 40 days of instruction in which I have been told, you don't live by bread. You live by every word that comes forth. Things that he knew, he, that, that was not an unfamiliar word to him. But the spirit of the Lord put it in his arsenal. When you were tempted to satisfy your own flesh, don't. Let me be the supplier. When you were tempted to go after what the eye, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the, uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Was that or was that not what that temptation was about? Those temptations that he experienced with, with, with uh, Satan. Look at this, the lust of the flesh, fulfill your flesh, eat, turn these stones into bread. Look at this, uh, the uh, the lust of the eyes. You know, I can show you, I'll show you all the kingdoms or I'll, you know, I'll tell you this or tell you that and, and all of those different things. The pride of life. If you will worship me, that's the pride of life. Worship anything and anybody other than God. Worship yourself. Do what you want to do. Bow to your will, not to his will. That's what, what he was talking about. And it's like, no, that's not my identity. I am a son of God. I do what my father tells me to do. I operate from dominion power, royal power. I don't have to listen to a fallen spirit. What can a fallen spirit, that which was ejected from heaven, give me? 
You know, he knows the history. They know Adam is the patriarch. They know. So he knew. He was well aware. He knew why Adam fell. It wasn't a secret. And so there has to be that dawning realization. This is the encounter right here that caused the downfall of man. It's come. The serpent has come again. Not looking like a serpent this time. Looking like whatever he was, angel of light, whatever. But the spirit on the inside of Yeshua, Jesus, recognized this fallen spirit for what it was. You don't have anything that you can give me. It's been written about you that you will be bruised. It's been said about you that you will, that you utterly fail. Remember how you used to be over the fiery stones and how you used to be. Isaiah has already written the words um, that the mighty has, that the so-called mighty has fallen. And so all of the history, all of the knowledge that the spirit of God, that the spirit of God has written and put in the earth over the centuries before he came, he was fortified with every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And he had a full arsenal when this fallen spirit, we don't see Satan as a fallen spirit. We see him as the adversary that we've got to gear up and fight against because we're not operating as sons. You're fighting with a piece of gum stuck on your shoe. Can you see it? And it's it's a different, it's a crazy, uh, to, to those that have a worldview, these words don't make a lot of sense because what people will do is bring and trot forward all of the circumstances of their life until you see you don't understand. And my response to that is you don't understand. You walk in the futility of a darkened mind. Come into the light because that's where understanding is comments and anybody online you go ahead and feel free to put your comments in as well you know and uh or ask your questions please uh by all means it's interactive i'll give it to you ladies well that actually helped me a bit because you know i maybe i had the wrong idea what you know fasting was or what it was supposed to do um i was like okay lord well maybe I don't want to fast right now, but it doesn't matter what I want. But if it's going to help me get through this, then great. Let's do it. But um, I, I think I'm hearing you say something different. He basically listened for instruction. That was why. Okay. So that did help. It clarified things for me. So thank you. What else? Really, come on. What else y'all got? Take it forward into how do you apply this? How how do you how do you use what we're saying? Because it's not theory; it's simple. But how do you apply it? Well, it's the difference between 
How do you articulate it? It is the difference between wanting to be a better person, to represent yourself as a better person to the world um, because it's the right thing to do. You want to be a good Christian. Or you want to be the best son you can possibly be representing the father so accurately to those who aren't sons that all they want is to become a son. And that to me is, is an example of the difference between being churchy, a Christian, or being a citizen of the kingdom of God. That's good because you said something, excuse me, that makes me think about orphans. They are born because I believe you're talking about people that are born from above, mm. but all they can think about is aspiring to become what they already are. Mm. Mm. You know, sonship is not a process as in, uh, if I keep doing all the right stuff, one day I'll be a son. Romans chapter eight, let's go over there. That's not what it is, you see. But that, that, that's the way many people think of it. It's like we're calling for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's what it says. The earth is waiting. All creation is groaning for the, for the manifestation. Well, manifestation of the son of God is not when you become a son. It's when the truth that you are a son is seen. Yes. Yes. Okay, because that's what manifestation means, that the truth is seen. And so here we're looking again, and the Bible is telling us that um, we have been given the spirit of adoption. Well, the spirit of adoption is the spirit of sonship. Mm -hmm. When the adoption process is done, what does that make you? You are, I, you've seen those things when people have gone through... Um, have gone through uh, the courts and they, 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 they see the children and the judge rules and says, um, you know, okay, we make this official, we've signed it. And the little kids are crying or the older children are crying. Why? Because the paperwork has all gone through and officially the judge has recognized that you are a son of the people hmm. whose name, uh, whose name you have taken on. Is that correct? Okay, so therefore, um, when we're looking at this, we, the Bible says, verse 15, Romans 8, verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That right there is the manifestation. That's the truth of sonship. As many as are led by him, that's who we are. Mm -hmm. Sons are led by the Spirit. 
Sons of God are led by the spirit of God. Sons of the darkness are led by that spirit. You don't follow, you don't, you don't follow the rules of somebody else's household. I'm of the household of God. So we do things according to the pattern of the house. I'm not trying to preach. I'm, it, it preaches itself, you know, but he says, for you did not, he, and this is identity. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. There was no need for you to be born from above. If you were going to be given that same spirit that was snatched from you, you were snatched out of it. He said, you received, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cried. The adoption gave me the right to call him father. And Jesus left that as legacy before he departed. I no longer call you um, what I used to call you, not just friends anymore. And this, you are my brothers. And I go to my father and your father. That's the judge signing off on the adoption papers. Yes. And you, we were going over also, he, Jesus was led into the wilderness led by the spirit of God. So that's, that shows that even shows that he was a son because he was led by the spirit. Precisely. Mm -hmm. Led by the spirit. He was first filled with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And then he's led by the spirit. Mm -hmm. And when he came into, uh, when he came into the temple, he was walking in the power of the spirit. So it's, it's, and that's that power is the enabling, the overcoming ability to walk in the dunamis. He has walked in the exousia, the authority, and he is walking in the life-changing dynamite power of it. He came filled with the power of the spirit, which means that the leading of the spirit is taking him now into the impossible places. Look at what happened. He's going through Capernaum. And we know that the fame of him is being published throughout by the time he got back to his hometown and he goes into the temple and he is doing what he's to do to read the reading of the day. That was the reading for the day. And he comes in to the, the parasha. The, 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 so when he went to what we call um, uh, Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and so forth. That was the reading for that time. Every temple was reading that. And when, but he is the only one that preached this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your, in your sight, in your hearing, because I've come that we, we, we come to bring kingdom. Now we're no longer doing law and prophets. That's what he was doing. We're no longer doing law and prophets. We are now doing kingdom because he came in the power of the kingdom because he came in the power of the spirit of the kingdom. And he could not preach law and prophets anymore. He could not preach tradition anymore because that encounter, that time, that identifying of who he is as a son, a son cannot preach religion. Any preacher out there that wants to take that down, go for it. A son cannot preach religion. A son of God cannot preach tradition. A son of God cannot preach failure, cannot preach poor, cannot preach poverty, cannot preach sickness because you don't have any. 
All you have is healing. All you have is deliverance. All you have is truth. All you have is what he said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom. I only can tell the sick. You don't have to be sick. I can only tell the poor. You don't have to be poor anymore. I can only tell those that have been feeble minded. You don't have to stay that way. I can't tell you that you are sentenced to this for the rest of your life because that is not the message of the kingdom. And it's not in me to say it. That's what we're talking about. He was filled with who he was and therefore everything that he was not, it had no entrance. There's no entry point to you anymore for failure or like what you were saying, Jenny, I'm not overwhelmed by the things because my outlet is the spirit of God. I go to him. I don't have to wait for a Holy Spirit invitation to go talk to him. He's abiding in me. I talk to him all the time. This is too much for me. Yes, because it's not your metron, it's mine, is what the kingdom of God is saying. You operate, you do this part, I've got the rest of it. You make sure that there is no worry. You make sure that you don't leave, let fear abide in you. What do you do? You let this word abide in you. You allow it to dwell so richly, so abundantly. Let's go back to fasting. He was so filled with the, the presence of the almighty that he was fat with it. The lushness, the richness, the abundance of the word, it, it abides in him. So he is the word. And you come alive to the fact that you are a scroll that is living in a body and that the story of who you are, this is Psalm 139, the everything that's been written about me is in me. I'm the living scroll. We are the living words of God. That's what destiny is about, the fulfilling of what God has said that is put on the inside of you. I'm going in a totally different area from what it is, but I, I love this. I love this because this is who we are as living scrolls. Living word, living what God said. And there's no other writer. <laughs> the only ghost writer is the Holy Ghost. There is no other writer. Do something with that. It's not even about rolling off of us, Leslie. It's the fact that we reject it. It's not in us. It's not in us. And it comes to a point, it gets afraid of you. Because remember, fear and rebellion and doubt and so forth, they are that. Those are spirits, and that's exactly what they are. So if they tell, go up against that, no, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think that would work. I don't feel like, I mean, they actually, those are the, when you speak those words, you're speaking what the spirits themselves say. So don't say, don't say what they say. Say what God says. Uh, remember, God is a spirit. We are a spirit. So you have to speak the words of the spirit that you want to manifest. It recognizes that fear, that rebellion, all that recognizes your authority when you when you're filled with the spirit. That's what I just heard you say. Yes. It recognizes, and you didn't have to say, I take authority over you. You don't have to say that. Just do it. This is me taking authority. You know, it's like what you look like when you take an authority. Like this. 
I don't look like this. In the name of Jesus, we will speak those words that go on and on and on until we forget what we were doing. <laughs> He's like, you got to pump yourself up? Really? Why? You're filled with him. Isn't that part of the problem so often where we, we, and we know, we know, we know, but we're still, we're waiting for this thing to manifest on the outside of us. Yeah. yeah. It is already on the inside. inside. It doesn't manifest from the outside. You're right. No, yeah. No. And yet every time we're right back to that place where it's like, <laughs> come again. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't believe the message there comes a day that you're just going to have to say straight up i know that the bible says but i don't really believe it i don't walk as though i believe it i keep telling you what i believe i i, I keep boring everybody else with and the lord showed me this and i saw this and I, it's like well that tells me I, I show me in the bible where it says that yeah I mean, can you imagine, let's go back to what Crystal was saying in the beginning, because we're asking my question. These are my questions to him. I'm actually excited to write this book. I'm really excited. I haven't been excited to write a book in a long time, but I'm excited about this. And, um, and one of the things, so, you know, you're sitting there and you're thinking about the fact that you're like, well, okay, what did he say to you? What did he say to you, Jesus? What did you experience? And he's turning around looking at you said, why don't you find out and tell me what he said to you? What did he say to you, Crystal? What did he say to you, Jenny? What did he say to you, Nicole, or Frederick, or Lolita, or Leslie, or uh, Star, Kimberly, or who, you know, who, uh, Carrie? What did he say to you? Hmm. When you went into that place and he started showing you, this is who you are, and hmm. you from this day forward, you will never see just. Go ahead and get your mind blown in the sense, what is it like to live the rest of your days never making a mistake? Hmm. What is it like to live every single day in victory? Well, you know, it comes and it goes. Slap, slap. Put that down. Not true. Not true. It's not written. Well, some days you can walk in the power of God and some days you just got to be human. Oh, sweet thing. That's not in the Bible. That's in your head. And you got to get it out. <laughs> right? Yeah. But what if you started believing that? Can we believe that? Well, Jesus did. <laughs> yeah, but he was Jesus. <laughs> and you are a carrier of the spirit of the Christ. You are his body. What if you were told you're supposed to believe that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength? You're really supposed to believe that. Not only are you supposed to believe that, you're supposed to manifest it. Yeah. Well, that's just too hard for me. Who asked you to do it? <laughs> Okay, go ahead, y'all. Go ahead. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, we've been talking for 15 
finish. Well, I hear you say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jenny. You go. So <laughs> no, go right ahead, please. Oh, no. I'm just saying when I hear her say that, I hear all my excuses. You know, that I've been talking about all this week, and I'm, I just have to laugh. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's done in a funny way, but it is so true. Thank you. Wow. Is that how I say? <laughs> I'm it that way. <laughs> Go ahead, Jenny. It's that thing of having to remind ourselves every single day. Every day. Why do I have to remind myself of the thing that yesterday I knew with absolute certainty that it was true, that, that it was not dependent on me, that when I opened my eyes that morning, it was there, it was mine, it was available. So why do I have to get up the next day and remind myself of those things again? Because you called it was instead of is. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> because, because you said it was as if, well, you know, we drank it all. There was <laughs> I used it up. There's no more to be had. <laughs> All that food, joy, juice, and Jesus. Yes, I did. It's like, do you remember the widow with the cruet that never ran out? Yeah. You yeah. are that cruet that never yeah. runs out. Yeah. I don't run out of Holy Ghost oil. How is that even possible? Right. Well, you know, you're experiencing a dry time. Well, pour, roll me back in the water then. <laughs> just... <laughs> right? It's not was. It's never who was, who, who is, who was, who is to come, right? Okay. So he is the was. And okay. the question. And yes, ma'am. So... And I don't want to say, but, <laughs> but, but you did. No, <laughs> um, isn't that until we get it, until we're full of the word that are that we actually not only does we're full, our spirit is full of it because we've been feeding on it until our even our body responds to it. So. I don't know. It's part of the process or do we make it a part of the process? You make it prolonging the process. <laughs> we don't make it part of the process. We prolong the process because mm -hmm. we keep thinking in the past. But really it's not the past. The mm -hmm. past is the finish. What the true past is, is what you look forward to see the past. You look forward to see the finish. You don't look back. I'll, I'll explain that. The Bible says, Jesus said it's finished. We know we operate from the realm of already done. Mm -hmm. but we don't actually operate from there. We operate from what has happened what is going on, what they said, what I have experienced, what I see with my natural eye. In other words, we operate as bastards and not sons. Mm -hmm. So let's go back again to identity. Who are you really? Well, I'm a son of God. 
are you now? Yeah. What does that mean exactly? It means that I'm going to. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you're not going to. You've got to. We're not going to. It means you're heading towards something. You can't live that way. Remember, he lived from the tree of life, not the tree from the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to, you're always trying to get someplace. He didn't operate that way. He operated from the finish. In other words, he operated from what God has said, which was already established. And once God said it, it's already done. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's done. Uh, the, here's, here's how I know. All of the prophets of all of the time, Isaiah and Elijah, whoever it was, they spoke of the coming Messiah. But the greatest prophet of all never preached a message about Messiah coming. He preached the message, he is here. Mm -hmm. So therefore, all the prophetic has now been fulfilled. And Jesus came to fulfill what the law and the prophets have said. So as soon as he showed up, that was that called for the end of an era. We're just going to finish closing this up now. And that to time, uh, uh, I'm kind of referring back to Apostle AJ. So by the time the, he got to transfiguration, where they're going to say, my God is saying, I want you to hear my son. My son speaks for me. Mm -hmm. Then everything that was taking place was taking place. Your present is your past. Your past that you knew is, 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 is the past that you, you identify with, it belongs to a dead person. Mm -hmm. And you're using your resurrection power in the wrong direction. You keep trying to resurrect the dead works instead of walking in the, in, in the how do I, okay, he's saying it this way. You're using your power to raise the dead works of your past. Whereas he used his power to raise you up. And you keep trying to come back down here. Hmm. Kind of like you graduated from high school. When I did, y'all couldn't get me back. <laughs> I was done. I was like, I never have to go back there again in my life. And I'm not going. I think mm -hmm. I, I have ended up over the years. I've been out of high school. I've probably been on that campus maybe four times. And every time it was because I had to go. Because otherwise I wouldn't have gone. When I left high school, I was done. I didn't miss it. I didn't want to go back. I didn't know what the future held at that time because I really wasn't oriented towards that. But one thing I was sure of, I'm out of high school and you can't make me go back. If you've come out of darkness, if you've come out of these things, then uh, the Bible says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which uh, Christ has made you free. And don't be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. So why are you getting all up in the business of the past? That's Galatians 5.1. Okay, why are you getting all caught? Yeah, that's good, Nicole. No necromancy. Um, why are you gonna get all caught up in the dead? Hmm. Listening to a fallen spirit try to tell you about your life. Yeah. He don't get more no. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because he doesn't, he can't, you know, even even being able, I said, well, some of them they can read your book. They might be able to read it, but they can't interpret it. Right. It's not their language. It's the language of the kingdom. Satan doesn't speak the language of the kingdom. He has memories of things of the kingdom. That's why he can twist and, and pervert things. But we can un untwist. You see, righteousness never yields to lawlessness. 
But if you really believe, I mean, God, you know, y'all, we had an hour, so I guess we'll give it 15 more minutes. <laughs> it's like, okay. Are you catching what I'm saying, though? I'm, I'm trying to throw uh, 260 pages worth of <laughs> into this 45-minute segment so that all y'all ministers and stuff next week can have yourselves a good time and talk about these things. But I want you to talk about how you apply it to your life. I want to I want you to talk about and and why and and why don't you attack the places where you keep falling back? What Crystal said. Why are you trying to get baptized into darkness? Just dip back into it, you know, and and all that other kind of stuff. It's like it's really not who you are, and you don't have to run around telling her it's not me. That's not who I am. I know who I am. Well, okay, good. Then just be that. Let us tell you that's who you are. Are you with it? Are you with me here? Mm-hmm. You're not your past. You're not the conditions or the circumstances of your life. That's not your identity, period. And that's what he was told in those 40 days. He was told, I'm here and I am your constant companion. And everything that you need to have from the father, you're going to get it through me. You, I'm here, the conduit. You, me, and the father can talk together all the time. And we will, because then we, we want you to carry out your part in everything that we're doing. Mm. For us, again, it's like, oh, no, it's you don't understand um, that expression right there needs to be thrown out. Mm. You, you cussing, you're cursing, you're cursing. You're not even using the four letter profanity. You using the long sentences mm. of profane things. That God did not say you, you're cursing, uh, you're using the power. If you didn't have it, Apostle Baker likes to talk about the power mouth. Yeah, but you're turning it in the wrong direction because you keep believing what you what you never were, but that you lived out or you existed in. You are alive in Christ. Mm-hmm. These are not just words. Mm-hmm. This is truth. Mm-hmm. But the world, all the creation is waiting for you to believe it mm-hmm. and act upon it. Does that connect for you? Yes. How do you do it? Let's start with something very simple. Okay. Just one, one thing. Ask the father, what do you look like as a son? A son of the house. I told you, I, I use this in, and I'll, I'll hush and let you two have the wind up. Um, I have been in places where people would ask. Uh, I was with other people that are spiritual children of my of, of Apostle Baker. And they and I'm a spiritual child. I'm also a biological. And they weren't interested in my spiritual. They didn't know anything about that. But they wanted to know about the biological. Which one of you, you know, who here is uh, related to Dr. Baker or whatever they used to call it. And so everybody would step up and say, well, you know, it's me. And I would never say anything. And, you know, they're kind of looking like, um, yes, that's the question. Um, when somebody would, you know, in other words, they were trying to say, if you be her, her, her son, if you be her child, show me something that proved to me that you're their child. And I'm looking at you like, I ain't got to prove squat. So, no, I'm not going to answer that question. When you look at me, you see my mother. 
If you be a son of God, well, when you look at me, you're going to see him. When I open my mouth, you're not going to have any doubt whatsoever who, whose child I am. If I open my mouth and allow uh, a wrong, a corrupt communication, my father always has somebody around to bring correction to me and say, is that really what you want? No. Okay, then. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That was a, that was an imposter. That ain't the truth at all. I just lied. I done lied on God. It's not acceptable. I will not do that again. Right? Yeah. Take it. Go ahead and finish this out, ladies. I, I just heard you when you said, um, when you see me, you see the father. That's what Jesus always said. When you see me, you see the father. And I always thought, what? You know, what does that mean? <laughs> but that just shone, like a shone a big light on it. When you see me, you see the father. And that's exactly what, um, when people see us, that's what they should see. They should see the father. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is so powerful. So we don't have to say, I'm I'm a son. <laughs> I hear you all the way. It is so funny when you really hear it, like you really hear it. You don't have to do that demonstration. It's already demonstrated in the visual. So wow, thank you so much for tonight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll pass it to you, Jenny. My th thoughts keep going back to this little book that you introduced us to when we first started this study. And it's just a tiny little book, but it is full of such depth. And the thing is, in a nutshell, Kind of along the lines of the I do because I am. If I'm accurately being that reflection of my creator, of my heavenly father, of Christ in the earth, then the very molecules around me are going to react and respond to me as if I were the one who spoke them into creation. They will obey my very thought because I am a demonstration of the one who created them, it. I don't know what the exact, but you know what I'm saying. And that's the heaviest thing <clears throat> and the thing that you, you know, you kind of veer away from for a minute because it's so heavy, but you got to keep coming back to it. That that this this Bible study has given me, has provided me the opportunity to look at this subject and to realize the depth of what he created when he spoke it into creation and the depth of what Christ did on the cross when he brought it back into correct function. You know, that's really good. You are mentioning Annette Cap's book, Quantum Faith. And, but you said something, because when your thoughts, your thoughts 
allow matter to form. That's mm -hmm. what you're talking about, okay? So mm -hmm. since your thoughts, and here I'll, I'll take the quotes that I pulled, your thoughts and beliefs produce an energy that people mm -hmm. can perceive and react to, but it also creates an energy that matter attracts to. Mm -hmm. The world likes to use it, the law of attraction, and they're dealing with it from a, a soulish perspective. We're talking about something more important. We're talking about being spirit and affecting yes. the atmosphere. That's what you're saying. So you see, Jesus changed the atmosphere from impossible to possible because he only thought the way the father thought. And therefore, he looked at the dead as, as simply a thing of wake them up. That's all they have to do. It wasn't this big thing where he had to fast for 10 days and so forth to, to get it. He raised the dead as he was walking along. Mm -hmm. There's a funeral. I want you to disrupt it. I want you to wake that boy up. Okay. So that's what he's going to do. He said, God is not, she said, another thing she said in there, God is not limited to the things that you and I see. There's mm -hmm. an infinite supply of substance waiting to be manifest according mm -hmm. to your belief. The thoughts in the atmosphere can be picked up. And then, and then your words will speak and cause it to have to form accordingly mm -hmm. because you said it. People who say things like I have, um, I'm debt free and in my, you know, and I have wealth and so forth, but they say it like this, I hope this works. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it doesn't work because what you've got is you've got two negatives. Mm -hmm. It's not, too, it's not a positive and negative mm -hmm. opposite. It's, it's, it's everything is it, you, because see the positive spoke to the negative and changed it. But if you are negative in your, even with your words, like, I hope it works, mm -hmm. then it, it just hits the, the same, it's on the same frequency. It didn't change anything. Yeah. This is not the hope of God. Hope, according to the Bible, is expectation. But according to the world, it's good thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, good thoughts are not going to do anything. God's thoughts are what bring about God's will. Okay, so she said, do you want to reinforce that which exists or do you want to change it? And those are the quotes. I had made this thing up a long time ago, but those are the quotes from her book. Your words are energy and they affect the matter in your life. When you speak the words, this is the worst car I ever had, you stupid piece of junk. Those words are vibrations of energy that affect the atoms that make up that car. If you speak those words long enough, your car will obey you. If you... Jenny, take that same thing, Crystal, and instead of saying um, out loud or think, oh, yeah, I feel so heavy, and you speak those, you th those thoughts are affecting the matter around you and affecting the, the, the circumstances as well. And so everything starts plunging downward because your energy, the vibration that you give off is, is I don't want to get into this too much, but it's resonating with the negativity. You're on the same wavelength. You're on the same station. You haven't changed it. You haven't taken it higher to the place where you start saying, nope, that's not, that's not it at all. Oh, this would, uh, the Psalm 138 is a great uh, nullifier of those things. The Lord will perfect things that concern me. Well, what did you just do? I just spoke a word that has absolutely nothing to do with my power, but has everything to do with the power that I operate from. 
The Lord perfects the things, brings to maturity, brings these things to an end. The Lord takes care of those things. That's where I operate. It is written. I don't live by bread alone. That's actually what you just said. I don't live by bread alone. I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So when my body, when my emotions, when all of these things, I guarantee you, these things are going to try to come back and see, is there room for us? Can we stay with you tonight? Can we hang out for a little bit? You know, we used to be out a lot. I'd like to rekindle our relationship. bounce. Am I making sense? You allow, you control the thoughts. You decide what thoughts to keep and what thoughts to discard. And it gets to a point that you can actually recognize an alien entity and recognize that is not the spirit of God. I have nothing to do with that. Nothing whatsoever. That has no connection with me at all. And that's a whole nother topic. Um, that we want to do, but I will pose that a question. Do you want to reinforce that which exists or do you want to change it? Do you, you, you know, you want to, because see, do you want to live as a bastard or do you want to live as a son? Why do you identify with the orphan? The one that acts like they have no father. A bastard is one who is not legitimized by the father. The father doesn't claim the child, but God claims us. So we are not bastards. We are sons. That's why I keep saying that word uh, or the orphan spirit is that that whole bastardization, that whole I don't have a father and I have no mother. Well, God is both and he is our father. And you're not going to tell me circumstances that I don't have a father. You're not going to tell me sickness that I don't have a father. You're not going to tell me poverty that I don't have a father, that I'm out here on my own and I've got to solve these problems because I don't. My dad, my father perfects the things that concern me. I don't even have to say it the way it was said in the Psalms, the way David said it. I can say it from the position of sonship. My father perfects the things that concern me. My father has already perfected the things that concern me. This, I declare, has an end date now. It can, it's come to the end now. That's speaking to the fig tree. No more fruit grows from you. That's it. You're done. We could go on, y'all, but we're going to stop. We've gone one hour and 15 minutes, and I feel like we just got warmed up. But um, next week, it's going to be very special, and I want to give you some things. Crystal is sending out the invitation to the ministers of our of our house, Astounding Love, and some people will, why does Jenny always get to come? Because I love her. Because Jenny represents the expansion of who we are. And she's highly valued to me in terms of the insights, the way she listens, the way she articulates. And because God said so, that's the bottom line. But I would just like to give all the stuff because I like her so much. And why does Crystal get to do everything? You know, Crystal's been asking that same question for the longest time. And again, the reason is because God said so, because I trust them to carry on this conversation and to have a very good time. And it's appointed for that. And then the ministers of the house or whoever it is that gets invited, you know, there may be up to 10 of you, but you have this conversation. Watch this, watch last week's, pull from the notes. If you don't have a copy of them, you need to get them. 
because this is where you're going to be talking from. This is how you're going to start applying it. I don't expect you to come in as experts talking about, I do all of this because this is where you have grace to say, I, I'm discovering what I am. And every time I make a discovery, I don't go back. I use what I just got. I use the deposit now to keep propelling me forward. I have enough in me now to keep going forward. It's the, what you're talking about is which direction you're going to go. You're going to keep living from the seated place and living from heaven into earth. Or are you going to try to live on earth or try to, you know, try to reach heaven and pull it into the earth? You don't pull it. You release it from there. You see, you live from the seated place in earth. That's what he means in earth as I already am in heaven. And that's a whole nother topic and we'll get into it some more. But I'm excited for all of you. I'm on vacation next week and I'm excited for what you all do the conversation that you'll have, the discoveries. I'm asking you to share the discoveries that you've had from listening to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, what he has said, and what is different. Don't make it about you. It's about him. But it's not a religious exercise. It's a life. It's the life. And this is to prepare every single one of us to manifest on a daily, a regular basis, whatever Okay, let me just crack your head a little more. You're going to live out the daily assignments from heaven. Whatever was on the Father's agenda for this day, my daily bread shall manifest. And I'll just get to a place where my reputation in the spirit is that I please the Father every day because that's what I live for. I want to close it out. So any questions? This was the Wednesday night Bible study. And we had some fun. Go ahead and mute, ladies, and uh, make your, give your encouragements to the people for next week, because I shan't be here. So I'll let y'all have the close of that. I do encourage you, though, to go ahead, as PL was saying, to listen to tonight and last night's program. I mean, sorry, last week's program. Um, Wow. And even those ministers that are in the house can even listen to Sunday, the day that you brought this forth. I think it was uh, the, wait a minute, the third? Was it the second or the third? Whatever. It was, it was two I, weeks. I brought it for a few weeks. Two weeks ago. Okay. Because, <laughs> wow, this is just, it all flows together. And then, and then um, live from there. So when we come on, it'll be an exciting time. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you all so much for being with us. Thank you both so much for letting me be with both of you. And yeah. uh, I'm excited about next week. It's going to be fun. Crystal and I look forward to seeing you all there. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you, PL. It was fun. Good night, everyone. Good night.